Israel, and the praise that um, we pray that the Lord also bless you this morning. Uh, Proverbs chapter 1. I will read this verse. Hold on, if I have turned this on. Yes. Okay, all right. Proverbs chapter 1. Just follow with your eyes. If you don't have your Bible, just um, we have there the verses on the screen. But I, I encourage you to bring your own Bible so that you can mark uh, your Bible with you. Here in chapter 1 of the book of Proverbs, verse 1, wait, the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity, to give subtlety to the simple, to the young man, knowledge, and discretion. A wise man will hear, and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. For they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head, and chains about thy neck. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. If they say, Come with us, let us lay wait for blood. Let us learn privily for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them up alive at the grave, and whole as those that go down into the pit. We shall find all precious substance. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in thy lot among us. Let us all have one purse. My son, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path, for their feet run to evil, and make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird, and they lay wait for their own blood. They learn privily for their own lives. Our Father in heaven, bless this passage of scripture this morning. Bless your people. And Lord, I pray for your favor upon us. And thank you, Lord, for bringing us all together here. And I pray, Lord, that um, we will rejoice, we will uh, exult, and we will uh, magnify your name in the midst of this people. Lord, once again, give us victory in our service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. You see here, um, brothers and sisters, uh, my focus this morning is uh, about the youth. Although I'm going to speak about the youth, but this is also for all of us, especially when you are a parent. When you are a parent, you need um, uh, to, to give instruction to your children because your children are precious. They are precious in our sight. Uh, there's nothing there, nothing really in this world that can uh, compare the, the pressure that we have in our children. Our children are very, very um, much loved by us. So therefore, it is our um, desire that they will live their life and they will have a good life and that they will be able to uh, attain and achieve things that you want them to achieve and, and success and victories that they may have in the future. So here this morning we are going to talk about um, the issues that concern the youth, the problems that our youth are facing right in the homes perhaps, and outside of the home. So there are many problems that they are going to encounter in life. 
some of these problems that you know they are going to encounter we already encountered ourselves and by the learnings that we have in the past we, we will be able to transmit this to them so that this can be their own learning too but right now that we are Christians we know and understand from the scripture that, that there are biblical answers to this problem there are biblical principles, prescriptions coming from the Word of God that our children may attend unto it and will be sure uh, of their end, a victory in their lives. And that is what we want in their lives. We want victory. We want them to succeed. We, we don't want them to get hurt. We don't want them to just ending up, you know, getting pregnant and there's no father. We don't want them to just go astray and 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 and, and uh, be indulged uh, indulged into doing drugs and, and and getting into those criminal activities. We don't want that. And as far from our uh, projection of the future for our children, we want our children to be, you know, uh, known in the in the land. We want our children to be, um, you know, the people that will be beneficial to the society. We want our children to be the leaders in the future. We want them to succeed. We want them to be to be successful in life. We want them to have happy life. All of these are, you know, given through the instructions of God's word. So this is to give biblical answers to problems experienced by young people. But if you are a mom, if you are a dad this morning, and you have something to tell, you have something uh, as a guide to your children, uh, if you follow God's prescription uh, for these issues concerning the youth. You know, the youth is a very important period of our time. A very important period for uh, the life of an individual. The youth is a time when our values and future faith are being set. It's right there when they're young. You know, no matter what we do with our children, now there's a saying that goes, you can, you can take the horse to the river, but you cannot force him to drink. And that is true. You can take your children to church, but later on, when they are getting into the adulthood, then they will leave church, you cannot do anything. You can take them to you know, Sunday school and, and young people's program, and you know, by force, they have to go there, they have to be there, because mom said so, because dad said so. And our children will come. But time will come that they will not, you know, uh, they will do their own way. They will do their own thing. And that is going to um, be molded, my friend, while the, the child is still in his youth. It is going to be molded, the Bible says, train up the child in the way that he should go, that when he is old, he will not depart from it. But make sure that you have trained the child while he's young. Because right there he is moldable, right there he is um, accepting things from you and learning things from you and will take your word as the word of God. Because they do not know anything else, just your word. And our children will just absorb it and absorb it. And when, once they grow older, they will begin to question, they will begin to question. And that is where when they were young, when they were in their youth. So the youth is a very crucial period of time in the life of a person. Because that is where the values, that is where the future faith are being set. So let us not, you know, commit mistake in this. Let us not 
allow this period of time to go past and then our children have not learned the things of God, but rather they think the things of the world. Because, you know, if you do not teach your children, I will tell you, YouTube will. <laughs> yep. If you do not teach your children while they are young, you know, um, um, Britney Spears will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really say that because there was this young girl, maybe four years old. I will tell you she danced so gracefully, but her, her dance is like Britney Spears. And she sang the songs of Britney Spears. Why? You can tell who taught this child. Britney Spears. She is taught by Britney Spears. And when I, you know, I was, I was upstairs in our house and um, I was studying and then all of a sudden I can hear my my young boy singing, singing hymns. <laughs> you can tell who, what these are children by what comes out from their mouth. If your children are taught in things of the world, then it will come out from their mouth. And you see, my friend, that youth, that period is very crucial. That period is very important in the life of your children. If you want, if you are really serious, if you want uh, your children to succeed in the future, take, you know, um, notice and take important action on those periods of time while the children are in their youth. Some of people's biggest mistakes in life are made in their youth. And again, those mistakes sometimes they can overcome and get it better in the future. But I will tell you, most of the mistakes that they have done, it can badly affect the rest of their life. That is why we are here this morning to see all this, perhaps not all, but most of the issues that our children are facing. If you really want to help them. First, you might, you might um, see that they have problems in school because of the peer group that they have. Whether they're accepted by the peer group. Another problem that they may face is that if the trust of God, trusting God with their future and full surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ, there are, you know, um, implications to that. And they're looking at that. Or, or what career that they need to choose in the future? Or, or how to get well with their parents? These are the issues that they are facing. And what about boyfriend or girlfriend or a spouse? These are problems that they are going to go through or, or something that they need to make decisions with. Or how to handle money when they begin working, when they begin to earn money. How are they going to handle money wisely? Or how to court a girl? Or if it's a boy, you know, or it's a girl, how to behave in the public or in the house or among, among friends? How are they going to behave? So these are things that the parents should have an input to their children. Or what about how to cure 
boredom. Because people do not come to church because they are bored in the church. People do not come to young people's program because they are bored. How to cure that? How are we going to deal all these problems? Okay, we'll take this one by one. We may not be able to do this today, but um, at least we, we, will, we will tackle some of this today. First, I want you to see that in, in Psalm chapter 1, Psalm chapter 1, verse number 1 to 6, you know this, and I think uh, uh, it's good also for us to read this again. Or I will read and follow with your eyes. I will show you here about, you know, this relates to the peer group. The problem with acceptance with children. But here in Psalm chapter 1, verse number 1, the Bible says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. In other words, what really God wants us to do here is to reject and avoid ungodly counsel. Young people, you know, you can tell whether the counselor, whether the speaker, whether the teacher, whether the professor is godly or not. If he will teach math, it's okay. But when he begins to, you know, go into the moral aspect of life and things that are concerning God, and they will just blaspheme and all those kind of things, you better not listen. We better reject it outrightly right there. Reject and avoid an ungodly peer group. Do not be around people who mock God. Do yep. not be around them. Yep. Stay away from them. I will tell you, it is much better to have no friends than to have bad friends who will lead you astray. Yeah. It's not easy because we want acceptance and belongingness. We want to belong. And, and again, do not you know, compromise. Do not compromise just because of belongingness. If you want godly friends, pray to God that He will give you friends. Perhaps you will find a friend in the church. Find a friend in the church. Friends not necessarily be exactly your age. You don't have to find uh, people around your age. It's better for you to find a friend that is older than you so that you can, you can learn their experience. You can, you can be taught by their experience. But make sure that your friend is godly. Make sure that your friend loves the Lord. Which is relate well to people of all ages. If you have no or if you have few friends, I'll tell you um, again, it's better for you to begin winning people to the Lord Jesus Christ. Then you will realize you will have a lot of friends that you cannot handle anymore. <laughs> you are lonely? Go so winning. That's what Pastor, G Pastor Gisalva said to us during my... Um, um, when, when he spoke in our church in the Philippines, they said, Pastors, 
You have no members in the church? Goals are winning. You have no money? Goals are winning. I don't know what people what mean to do that. You are, you are lonely? Goals are winning. I will tell you. If you are looking for a life partner, maybe that life partner that you are looking for is not saying yes. You need to go out and win them. My friend here, so winning. Just be around godly people. Just be around people who love the Lord. I will tell you, if you are around people who love the Lord, whether you like it or not, you will love the Lord. Because you are affected by these people. If you are around people who, who smoke, whether you like it or not, you will smoke. Why? You are affected by these people. You are influenced by these people. If you are around people who, who, who drink alcohol, whether you like it or not, you will drink alcohol. Why? Because you are surrounded by these people. You are affected by these people. I began drinking, you know, back in 19, I think, 1991. Or, I was still in high school. Oh, maybe it's 1988. I began drinking. I did not like drinks. When I, when I began drinking, I, the first drink I had is the San Miguel beer. When I have that, it's so bitter to my taste. I don't like it. I really don't like it. But why I, I, I keep on doing it? Because of my friends. Because of the people around me. If it's just by if it's just me by myself, I will never drink that. I will never. I started smoking, but thank God I really I afford the, the smoke. It's um, so bitter to the to the tongue. And I had that maybe few and then never did that again. Because I don't like it, but it's because of my friends around me. They are doing it. That is why how important it is that you choose your friend. If your if your friend will swear, you know, cast and, 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 and say bad words to God, you will say bad words to God too. That is how important, you know, to choose the right kind of people. You better choose those people who love the Lord. Those people who love the Bible, those people who love the church, those people who love the people in the church, who love the faithful men and women in the church, because you will be like them. And that is what God wants you to do. You see, the Lord Jesus Christ, don't worry about peer acceptance, don't worry about them. Because these people, you know, if they are not a blessing to you, better not go with them. But there is one thing. Be genuinely friendly. Just be genuinely friendly. Show your friendliness. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 18 verse number 24. Proverbs chapter 18 verse number 24. He that hath friends must show himself friendly. You know what my friend? It is a trust given to us by the Lord to win these people to Christ. It is given from heaven above. We are commanded by God to be, you know, a light to this world. We are commanded by God to win these people, go in therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded. I want to tell you, as God wants us to win these people, you will never win these people if you do not befriend them. 
I cannot understand how a soul winner can go soul winning without being friendly. You cannot go and knock those houses there, those doors, and then you, you wear a grumpy face. You will never win people if you do not befriend them. So just be friendly. Be genuinely friendly. Because that is what a soul winner should do. A soul winner should do it in a friendly way. And you have to put genuine interest towards people. Because if you do that, you will naturally, you know, they will naturally reciprocate that. If you are friendly to them, even though you are a stranger, but you are friendly, you will easily win them. You will easily win friendship with them. And at least by that, you can begin bring, you know, the word of God to them. You can begin to open to them the scripture. Oh, pastor, what if I'm friendly and they don't, they don't reciprocate? They don't be, they are not being friendly uh, to me uh, in, in the way I befriend them. But don't worry. If they will not reciprocate, you may have to leave it unto the Lord. You may have just, you know, leave it unto the Lord. And again, again, the Lord will give you friends. Pastor, I'm so lonely. I, I don't have friends. My friend, the Lord Jesus Christ is a great friend already. Amen. The Lord Jesus is our, you know, one of the greatest friends. There's no one like him. There's no one like the Lord Jesus Christ. And he is our friend. As Christians, we believe in the principle of sowing and reaping. And that is what we believe in all aspects of our life. Sowing and reaping. In Galatians chapter 6 verse 7. It says this, that God is not mocked, that whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. In other words, if you begin to be interested in others, if you begin to be interested in other people, they will be friendly and they will be interested in you. Just do it. Just keep on doing it and you will find a lot of friends. And young people, remember that when you are at school, you may rarely ever see most of your classmates and peer group again. Those people that you meet at school, you befriend at school perhaps, and you, are, you belong to a group in the school, you will never see them again, maybe. And again, do not allow that you are so concerned with earning their approval, even though they are not a good friend. <laughs> and you want to earn their approval, where probably you will never see them again, and then you compromise your you know, the, the pleasure of God in your life. You compromise your life because you want to win them. Ah, because they are going this way, they are going, uh, they, they will go uh, watch movies together. And because you are part of the group, then you go. Ah, because they are dating now, fair and fair, boy and boy, and girl and girl, and they go for a movie. Do not go there. Do not try to please your peer group if they are not pleasing the Lord. Yep. Whether your peer group accepts you or not, it's not important. The most important is we ought to obey God rather than man. Yep. And the Bible says, uh, if, if, if you remember in the uh, story of the Lord Jesus Christ in chapter 12 of John, there were a lot of 
men, Pharisees who believe in God, but they cannot, you know, openly uh, worship the Lord because they are afraid of men. In John 12, verse 43, they love the praise of men more than the praise of God. They love God, but they love the praise of men more. <clears throat> they are coward. <clears throat> they are coward. They believe in the Lord Jesus, but they were, they were too scared to confess openly about their faith because of fear of being rejected by their fellow Pharisees. Do not be a coward. If you are a Christian, there's nothing to be to worry about. We are all winners. We are all victors in the Lord. We have the victory in Him. When the bad peer group wants you to sin by going smoking or or, or, or drinking alcohol, or taking drugs, or, or going to bad movies, or committing immorality. If that friend of yours takes you to that place, you better find another friend, a better one. Find a friend that is uh, that loves the Lord. Find a friend that will not take you to a wrong place. Find a better one. Aim to be popular with God, not being popular with men. And because it is the Lord that will judge us in the last days. It is the Lord that we are going to face for judgment. Romans chapter, chapter 14, verse number 11. Romans chapter 14, verse number 11. For it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me. And every tongue shall confess to God. So then, every one of us shall give account of himself to God. You are not going to give account, you know, before your friends. You are going to give account before God. Yep. No, no, the key here, the key is that if the bad group wants you to do bad things with them today, time will come that they will do bad things to you. If the bad group that you have if that, that big group of people, they, they are bad to God and they are bad to others, sooner or later they will do bad things to you too. That is why it's not worth it. It's not worth the approval of these people. It's not worth the approval of this ungodly people. So all you need to do, all you need to do is, you know, if you have a good group of friends, it's fine and it's, 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 a, it's a blessing from the Lord, but if you don't have, do not force yourself in there. You better, you know, better to have no friends than to have friends that will lead you astray. Secondly, the issue of trust of God. Because a lot of children are afraid to trust the Lord. Even a lot of parents are afraid to trust the Lord. In many cases, many young people are discouraged to trust God of their future. Why? Because they look at the examples of the believers. They look at the examples of this faithful family, faithful men, faithful women, faithful children, and most of them, most of them, they greatly suffer because of their faith. And that puts them off. They don't want that. Our children don't want that. Some parents don't want that. They don't want to, 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 to live a life that is suffering. They don't want 
um, persecution, even when um, problems in, in, the, in the future. And that is true. That is really only by the grace of God that we can stand. Only by the grace of God that we can continue. But another thing, in other times, uh, sometimes we are challenged to obey God, especially when you go uh, attend a youth camp or, or you travel and we go attend a pastor's conference. <clears throat> we are challenged to obey God. And we think that we can't obey God because if we obey God, we may lose something. We don't want to lose our, our you know, uh, convenience. We don't want to lose our sleep. We don't want to lose our money. We don't want to lose anything just by obeying God. Some, some people will say, oh, I cannot, I cannot go to church every Sunday. I have too much study to do. They cannot afford to lose time for their study just by doing the church. Oh, some, some people, uh, I cannot go to church every Sunday. I have chores to do. I have a lot of things to do in the house. My friend here, <clears throat> especially young people, as much as, as a pastor here, as much as I want you to be a blessing in the church, but I don't want you, you know, to, to live off the home or live off uh, or the place where you are and not a blessing to them. I want you to be a blessing in the home and you will be, you know, a blessing in the church. You will be a blessing in the church if you'll be a blessing also in the home. Why? Because that is where God wants to use you. God wants you to be a blessing. You cannot, you cannot say to your parents, Oh, I cannot, I cannot wash your car and go to church. Oh, I cannot, I cannot iron your clothes. I cannot wash your clothes. Or I cannot wash the dishes. Because it's time for all young people. Do not say that. Young people, you, you know, as much as we really want you to be a blessing in the church or young people, it's for young people's program, but you must be a blessing in your home. You must attend to these things that will, you know, uh, will please your parents. Do everything that you can do to please them without, you know, without sacrificing your time in the church program, in the youth program, or in the church activities. Do everything that you can. Do all those chores. Do all those studies. You have, oh, I have a lot of studies to do. Do it. As they come, study. Sunday, oh, Monday evening, study. Tuesday evening, study. How, how, what time you arrive home? Four o'clock? And then you cannot say that you have no time to study. You need to, to study Sunday. The Lord will never be pleased with that. Because you did not take, you know, any effort to, to keep your time at church intact. You neglect your duties at home. You neglect your duties at school. You neglect your duties at work so that you will use the time at church time. So you put the, the things of God, the last priority in your life. I will tell you, you ask God to bless you. No. It's not going to go that way. If you want to be blessed by God, do all those these chores, do all these activities in the you know in your school, and do all those things, and then you know bless also the people in the church. 
by your attendance and by your activity, you know, and participation, and, and your youth leader will be happy, and your youth leader will be encouraged, and you will be the more diligent in the work of the Lord, because they can see you being faithful. You see, this is where God wants you to shine. As the Bible says in Matthew chapter 5, verse number 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Now, what is the solution to this pastor? What's the solution? You know, if you're a student, study your lesson as they come. Do not put it later and then you will, you will be sacrificing the time with your, with your youth group. Put it straight away. As they come, then finish your assignment as they come. Try to start them as they come during the weekdays. In that way, you can free yourself to come Sunday and attend youth program and do the things of the church. Do the things of your youth uh, department. There's a saying, if there's a will, there's a way. That is what we need. Let us find a way. Oh, I can pray, Pastor. Oh, I cannot read my Bible. I'm too busy. All of us are busy. It's just that you have no interest. That's all. But my friend, I encourage you to put interest in the things of the Lord. Because God has put his interest in you. God has, you know, done a lot of things for you. What have you done to God? What have you done to his work? Oh, I can, I can say no to the bad crowd. If I say no to them, they will reject me. My friends, sometimes we are afraid to face the future. But whenever we can see the future, it is an opportunity to trust God and to obey His Word, knowing that He will, He will work things out for us, to benefit us for our best in the future. Now the question maybe, can, can, can we trust God to do the right thing by us? I believe we can trust the Lord. He has proven a lot of things. He has proven us that first and foremost, we have a problem with sin. We have a problem. Our souls are going to hell and He solved it. And I think he can, if we can trust the, the solution to the problems of soul, we can trust Him for our future. The Lord our God is trustworthy. Can you trust God enough to even go through trials and affliction and suffering right now while we are doing the right thing? Can, can, can we trust God and knowing that God is using our suffering to teach us some important things that will benefit us in the future? You know, in the Bible, um, in Lamentations chapter 3, verse number 27, it says here that it is good that a man bear the yoke in his youth. God wants us to build our character. While you are young, God wants to build your character while you are in your youth. And sometimes the suffering that you have experienced, perhaps, is the best way that you can learn things from God through suffering. A lot of people who evade suffering will never experience 
know the, the, the will of God or the promise of God in their lives because they want easy life. They don't want to go through suffering. They want to, um, they want easy, easy going, but it's not going to go well in the future. That is why, you know, when, 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 a, when a soldier is trained, when a soldier is trained, that, that person, that soldier will go through a very rigid, rigid life. Very difficult life. They will, they will uh, sleep, you know, uh, you know, in the night, and they wake up very early in the morning, 3 o'clock, it's still dark. They will wake up, and then they will do this calisthenics, they will do all this army dancing, and, and run every day to build up their stamina, and, and they eat a small amount of food, and then they have a lot of physical exercises, and they, they, they will crawl, they will, they will run, and they will, they will you know, um, uh, dip themselves in the mud. Everything, all the hearts there, all the muscles all over their face. They go through, and it's, it's not, you know, uh, it's just training. It's just training. They need to go through that because in the real war, in the real war, that's exactly what's going to happen to them. They will drop, drop because, you know, uh, when they are fired, you have to drop. Oh, I don't, I don't want to drop myself. Here is money. No, you cannot. You, you will die. You will die if you don't. So you, you know, when 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 the tactical officer was saying, drop, you drop. Do not, um, you know, it's better to 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 wallow in the mud than to be killed. In our Christian life, is the same. A Christian that does not experience hardship in life, I will tell you, it's very weak. When hardship comes, and it will come, whether you like it or not, it will come. What, what happened if there is a volcanic eruption here? And all of us will be in panic. And the, 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 the lava is building up and building up and coming closer and closer. All of us will run to the airport and there is no airplane. I'm just, you know, putting you in that, uh, to, to think about it. And not just that. What about if there's a civil war or there's a war that will erupt in our country and there's no food to buy? All of us will have to plant our own food. And you don't want the sunlight. You don't want to touch the soil. My friend, in our Christian life, we need to go through hardship. God puts that there. God allows us to be placed in suffering, to be placed in a place of suffering, because God is training us. God wants us to be strong. He, he strengthens us for the future. That is why we need to understand that we need to trust the Lord. Trust God. We need to learn things, sometimes in a hard way, so that we can use that experience of hardship in the future. And you will be stronger in the future. That is what God wants you to do. For young people, for those, uh, you know, uh, marrying age, young people, it is worth to wait until marriage. Wait until marriage. Do not go ahead, you know? Why? When you wait until marriage, 
you know what? There is a spiritual blessing in there because you will you will have more. It will develop. It will uh, create more trust with your spouse. And you you just study God's uh, promises to us about His love and, and goodwill and provision. Then again, in the future, we can be confident that He will guide us properly and. He will uh, give you a person that is the, you know, the, the, the best person for you. If that person cannot wait, that's a, that's a sad thing. Because that means, you know, he may have a lot of problems in the future. What will happen if, you know, you will go away for a year? And your spouse cannot wait for you to come back. You see, that wait there can teach you a lot of things. Can build up also that experience of waiting. You go through the hardship of waiting. Because if you cannot really, you know, wait, there's a big problem in the future. That is why um, uh, it is always like, um, advice to uh, young people to wait at the marriage. Wait, because there is a great blessing um, if you wait at the marriage. Seeking first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things, all your desires, will just put into place, shall be added unto you. And that's a good verse to memorize. And again, we have to understand that. Trusting God in our future is the best way. Do not be afraid to trust the Lord. Young people, do not be afraid to trust the Lord. And, and parents, do not also discourage your children to trust the Lord. Because for me, as a, as a father, if my children will, will, will trust in the Lord, I would be, you know, delighted. I would love if my children will just trust in the Lord. When they begin um, to learn to trust the Lord, I will be happy. Now, another question for the young people is the career. What career should they choose? And first of all, when we talk about career, that is good. And I believe I, I, I promote that, that you go and study. But first and foremost, we must be absolutely committed first and foremost to doing God's will for our life. Yep. If you go for university, if you go for whatever trade, you must, you know, find God's will. God wants to use us to, to tell, you know, these people how to be saved and to tell the people how to teach them how to um, learn the Bible. And again, our priority of life in life is for us to become soul winners. Whether or not you are you are high school or, or, or university students or you are working, I think that is God's will for all of us. To be able to communicate the love of God which is in the Lord Jesus Christ. We should aim to be soul winners. That's the basic Whatever you do, whatever you are, you, you work in the office, you must be a winner. Yeah. 
If you work in the field, in a construction site, you must be a soul winner. If you are in school, you must be a soul winner. You are working, you are part of our youth program, you must be a soul winner. We should ask God to help us win souls. Lord, give me souls to win. Lord, help me that I can talk to someone and share the gospel. You know, every time I feel like, oh, it's been, it's been one week, it's been two weeks now. I have not shared the gospel. And then we, I begin to ask, and the Lord immediately will give me people to, to, to share the gospel with. And I will tell you, by the grace of God, this high percentage, 95% of the time, as long as the person will engage in talking, 90% of the time, the person will really bow his head and receive the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, if, if God will, if God wants you to receive some training or, or, or career training, ask the Lord what that might be and where is that going to be? Is it going to be in our locality or you, you travel abroad to gain that training? Do you have to travel really that far? And check whether is there a church there? If you are, you know, if God is using you here and you are used by God mightily here, and then there is an opportunity for you to go somewhere and you have to move away from this place. Now, check. Is there a place there that you can go to church? And let's just go to church. Can you be as, you know, effective uh, in the works in the works of the Lord in that place as you are effective here. If you are doing something here and you move to another place and you do the same thing or even more for the Lord, that is okay. But if it is less, I don't think that that, that is the will of God. Because as much as you know, we are so abound, you know, we need to abound in our in the work of the Lord, not to you know to decrease our work in the Lord, but rather to increase our work in the Lord. In I think it is in First Corinthians chapter fifteen, verse fifty-eight. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding. What's the word? Always abounding. What does it mean? If you are if you are working, you know, if you are happy in your church time here, you can come Sunday morning, you can come Sunday uh, afternoon, you can come Sunday evening, and you can come Wednesday. That is your normal. The Bible says always about things, so put some more of that. Rather than, oh now I cannot come to church Wednesday. Oh now I cannot come Sunday evening. So you are decreasing. That is not the way of God. Because God wants you to abound, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. If you go to a place and you are like, you know, spending uh, eight hours a week in church, eight hours a week, and you go to a place that you are only spending two hours, that is not abounding. That is not about me. That is receding. 
and that is not the will of God. If you go to a place and now you have doubled your time, you have 60 hours in the church, oh, that is perfect. You go there. God will use you there. When I was in the Philippines, I was in the church maybe, I spent in the church somewhere around 20 hours a week. But here, it's more than 40 hours a week. Oh, this is a perfect place for me. Because when I was in the Philippines, by the grace of God, you know, I was happy, the people around me were happy, because we're serving the Lord. But here, that I need to be here, and I, my time double for the, for the work of the Lord. That is why uh, I see that this is the perfect will of God. My friend, do not learn the way of the world. Do not learn your way. If you are young people, what, what, what course to take? What is the course there that uh, will help you in your Christian walk? Definitely not, you know, uh, um, not those things that teach humanistic view. No, it's not going to be helping you. In Jeremiah chapter 10, verse number 2, the Bible says, Learn not the way of the heathen. The ungodly people do not learn their ways. Do not learn their ways. In Proverbs chapter 19, verse number 27. Proverbs 19, verse 27. Seize, my son. This is like a parent telling the child. Seize, my son, from hearing the instruction that causes to hear from the words of knowledge. Yep. Do not listen. Do not listen to those kind of instructors. If a lecturer teaches evolution, don't believe him on that subject. Do not believe him. Yep. Because evolution is very backward. Yep. The more you learn that, the farther away you, you learn from the truth. Yep. The more you delve your time into that and learning and putting so much time efforts to learn those evolution theory, the farther away you can be far from the truth. Yep. That is why the Bible says, Seize my son from hearing the instruction that causes to hear. Yep. From the words of knowledge. Yep. You see, if you are a young person and you have a career, and you have a, a you you, have, you are you are studying. Avoid those teachers who will teach evolution. Avoid. And when you finish your course, when you finish your studies, consider becoming self-employed or create, create your own business. And then, if you have that, you have a greater freedom to serve the Lord if you own a business, somehow if you manage it properly. And then aim to earn enough money for your own needs so that rather than people will, you know, um, topping up your income, but you will be able to help others instead of you being needing help. So aim to earn um, enough money to meet your own needs. And then if you have extra money, think of something that you can use it for the glory of God. Maybe you will support a new uh, built church. Uh, we, you, have, you have a ministry somewhere. 
you conduct a Bible study somewhere and you pay the rent for that. And out of the income you have from your business, you pay the rent for that um, place of uh, Bible study. Or to, to, to just um, bring people to that group and feed them every time they come. It's up to you how are you going to um, manage that, but there's something extra in your income. Do something for the work of the Lord. Or maybe we will support more missionaries. We are supporting right now, I think, 24 missionaries. We can add more if you have extra income. You see, but do not do not support those churches that do not go so winning. Do not support those churches that do not teach the Bible. So only support those uh, so winning um, churches or churches that that are fundamental um, in the doctrine of the Bible and and whatever whatever career whatever career that you are doing. Whatever things that you can do, if you are, if you cannot have business, then start working and do something for the work of the Lord. And do not allow that you know you will be trained by those um, people who teach humanistic or anti-God uh, in their in their teaching. Avoid. Do not allow yourself to be around those teachers. And professors. And if you go to a place, what church should should we choose? What church should we choose? My friend, we have a lot of things to, to tell our children, our young people, but we run out of time. Uh, we will we will focus this next week. We will be tackling, we will be talking about um, relationship maybe. Uh, we will be talking about um, um, we will be talking about uh, money for uh, these young, young, young kids and how are they going to be helped in that we are going to talk about the relationship with parents and a lot of things because these are the things that that confront the young people and if this if this aspect these issues are not resolved in their minds uh, and they cannot get help from this they will have a problem in their christian life they will have a problem in committing themselves to the lord because this, any of these items is enough for them to be out of the ministry. But we praise uh, uh, the Lord that He has given us the Bible that will teach us the right thing. This power is in prayer. Our Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for um, your instruction. I pray, O oh God, that you will save our young people from the heartaches in the future. Lord, help us as adults today that we can mold our children's minds um, in the right way. Because Lord, the world is eager. The world is wide, um, open arms to embrace them, to teach our young people. But that teaching is to their own destruction. Lord, help us as a church people. Help us, Lord, that love you. Um, will be the ones that will teach our young people your way so that Lord they will be secured in the future there will be great blessings coming to them in the future and they will be successful men and women and there will be like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego like Daniel they will be 10,000
times vary. Let the children of the world, and that is our desire, Lord, for our young people, that they will become leaders in the future, they will be beneficial members of the society. And they are the ones that will lead. They are the ones that will uh, set an example for the nation. Bless, Lord, our young people. Bless our youth. Bless our church. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness today. In this day, I pray. Amen. Amen.